All right, 4Jack fam, before we get into tonight's episode, we'd like to send a special thank you out to our premier partners. Without their support, this show would definitely not be possible. Therabody Cricket Shirts, Peretti Golf, Galvin Green, DraftKings, Manscaped, and to wash that all down, our favorite ready-to-drink on-course beverage, Birdie Juice. If you need any information about these sponsors, please reach out to us at 4JackPodcast at gmail.com. Let's get into it. Welcome to the 4Jack Podcast. and gentlemen welcome back to season four of the four jack podcast canada's number one award-winning golf podcast and the fastest growing golf podcast in america available on sirius xm pandora apple music spotify and all your favorite streaming platforms four jack podcast is powered by none other than TaylorMade golf love to say that when we got two callaway guys on the show tonight TaylorMade golf their engineers have been hard at work making the next generation of equipment and their new lineup for 2022 is absolute fire Available now, head over to TaylorMade Golf and check out the all-new Carbon Face Stealth and Stealth Plus. Experience better energy transfer for yourself. TaylorMade has also been very generous with us this year. We have a shipping container full of goodies to give away, so keep your eyes on the 4Jack Instagram page for all those contest details. Season 4 continues to impress with a laundry list of amazing guests boasting some serious industry knowledge and horsepower. But before we get into it with tonight's guest, let's head around the country and check out the 4Jack family on the road. D-Lane, what's happening in SoCal tonight? Another perfect day. The wave never ends. It's always a perfect barrel. They just never stop coming around the corner at the golf shop, golf course, practice facility, parking lot, you name it, they're there. And uh, I would be too, because it has been insanely perfect uh, for quite a while. But it's nice as I look on the, you know, and a lot of people until they get to YouTube don't get to see what we all look like and what we're doing. But it is very nice to see a Chevron on a hat. <laughs> it's very nice for me. So while I'm very fond of our brethren and our sponsors, I definitely align with a very specific uh, equipment company that is very good to me and have made a lot of friends through. So I'm excited tonight to maybe not always feel like David Brisson does, kind of under the thumb, being made fun of, constantly being pushed around. And I'm excited for that tonight. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm excited for that tonight. Bullying stops here. DJB, what's going on in your world? Well, as an Uber driver, as many of our listeners have commented on, it's always three against one. So tonight, two versus two. I don't know. I, I think that Chevron company does some great things. I think Taylor May does great things. I think all companies do great things. But the way I'm feeling, literally, you know, a little, a little tired. Last week, uh, the airport ninja kind of got the best of me. Um, four wake-up calls in six days before 5 a.m. to make sure I arrived home. Four hours of golf slash three hours of tennis yesterday with the kids. Pretty much my body's dead. And I couldn't care less of Chevrons or Carbon or anything like that. Life is okay. And the weather's perfect here. It's Southern California weather, by the way. There we go. We got weather talk. It yeah. sounds like a, like an antidepressant uh, ad read or something we're going through here. So this is going to be a fun show. We're going to pick up the listeners a little bit. Tonight, we have a very special guest on the show. We're going to battle it out, Galloway versus TaylorMade. But we're going to talk about 
what happened yesterday. A good friend of the show has a friend who won a golf tournament. We're going to talk a little Brookline. We're going to talk a little U.S. Open. And we're going to talk about what's exciting for Callaway this year. So without further ado, a man that needs no introduction from Callaway's World of Wonder, longtime friend of the show, please welcome back for his official three-peat. He's a repeat offender, folks. The legendary Mr. Johnny Wonder. What's going on, fellas? Happy to be back on the uh, on the four jack. Always uh, a pleasure. Awesome, man. Thanks for joining us. Now, I got to say, we skipped Tour Trash Sunday yesterday because Sam Burns took down the Charles Schwab and he's a good buddy of yours. So we figured, hey, we might as well go straight to the GOAT for all the information. So maybe talk yeah. about what happened yesterday and how exciting that was for Callaway. <clears throat> well, uh, I've always personally invested in, in this kid, um, have been since uh, I joined Callaway. I kind of got thrown into the mix with him early when I started. He was kind of, I don't want to say one of my projects, but he was kind of somebody like a young player that they, they thought was going to break. Was he? Had, I think he had just won. I think I got hired in March and he won Valspar like in April or May or something like that. And they're like, okay, you're, you know, you're going to, we're going to link you up with this guy. So I just started, you know, getting to know him and his caddy Travis. And I know his, cat, his coach Brad Poland really well. So, um, you know, you get emotionally invested in some of these players. I mean, you just do. I mean, I can say that about Burns, Gooch, even Rom. I've gotten pretty chummy with him. Um, but Sam's different. Like Sam is, I, I help him with his social media. Um, and like I said, I'm really close with his coach. So, Long story longer, yesterday morning, I texted his coach, Brad. I was like, hey, man, like, he's not out of this. Like, if he can go do something goofy, because it's going to play tough, he might wiggle into something. He might backdoor a top five or something. This could be good for the – and I was thinking of the U.S. Open. Like, this could be good momentum for him, because he typically plays well in, like, threes. He'll play, like, two or three in a row really well. And uh, he got – just went psycho on the front side. And I texted Brad, I'm like, dude, if this kid can get to like 10, he might win. These guys are falling apart. And, you know, he got to nine and um, the saving grace is Scheffler couldn't make a birdie. And he was really the only guy that had the moxie for the back nine to hang on because the backside was playing really tough. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. He got into a playoff and, you know, I, I threw up on my Instagram. I was watching it live. Um, cause I've never done that before. And, you know, my dad texts me like two minutes before he hit the putt. He's like, he's going to make this putt by the way. I was like, well, there's no, there's no way it's, like, it's an impossible putt. He made it. And there you go. So it, it's, it's a big win. And, and, um, I'll end with this. We saw, I would say would be the, the load bearing wall of American golf for the next 10 years. in that final, that, that playoff, um, you know, you can throw Zal Torres and Davis Riley and a couple of those guys, but that, those two guys, those two you know, their best friends, that's going to be the bedrock of, of our Ryder cup teams, our president cup teams. I mean, those are our, those are our horses. Um, and I say that with a ton of confidence. I've walked practice rounds with them constantly seen Scotty play. I've seen Sam play a ton. That's, that's the future of American golf that, that, that playoff. Do you think Scheffler was a little preoccupied with his uh, impending wedding he needed to attend or was golf first and foremost in the thought process and then the wedding. No, these guys don't, it's not like mid nineties golfer where home life affects the golf course. course. You know what I mean? These are little, they're little corporations or little self-contained corporations. So 
when they're on the golf course, the whole world revolves around golf. They're not, I mean, they're not, I mean, if they say, I'm thinking about my kids and they're really, I mean, they're, they're like, they're like little golf bubbles. So no, I mean, the whole world would have, that wedding would have stopped if Scotty <laughs> Scheffler goes like six, seven, eight holes into a playoff. That wedding would have been put on hold. I can say that with some confidence. Like well, they would have stopped. They would have stopped it. It's funny because Van Pelt, even on his pod, uh, was talking about how Scheffler was so accessible over the, the last couple of days and JT wasn't. Like they were talking about how Scotty's just really kind of compartmentalized that if he's out there, he's available and that he can kind of do what he needs to do when he wants to do it. Obviously, Sam had a great day, but Parksy, I'm almost thinking that the way Johnny's talking, that they'd be kind of like the McDavid dry sidle of golf, right? So instead of like the Bruins, we're kind of more yeah. in the Oilers kind of pushing out that greatness, right? I don't, yeah, I don't know if I can relate one to making the other one better, but we're going to the final four of the Oilers. So we always like to throw a little puck talk to him, Johnny, because as we're in the playoffs now, Ugh, I'm bleeding. I, I understand. I understand. My my link to hockey is Alex Ovechkin. I've been following him since he's a rookie. He's the only player I watch. He's the only thing that matters in hockey. He's the needle. I don't care about anything else. Like, I don't even care if his team wins. I just follow him and his stats. And that's my hockey. That's my yearly hockey is him. You don't want to own up to being a Leafs fan, being a Toronto guy? I'm, I'm not. not. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm 100% not. Um, but I did jump on that Blue Jays bandwagon real hard. Yep. Uh, <laughs> come- <laughs> you had to, though. Um, yeah, I mean, just to finish up on the Sam Burns and the Scotty Shepherd thing, like, um, you know, I was actually thinking about this when uh, I was texting with Caroline Burns, uh, Sam's wife, and you know, I kind of text him like, look, I love Scotty and I know you guys are chummy, but I want Sam to, I want Sam to ruin his day. And she said, well, I hope this gets over quick because Scotty might ruin his, you know, his sister-in-law's day because she's got a wedding tonight. And I was like, if I am in normal life for all of us on this call, like if you're all playing 18 holes and you're playing the round of your life, if my wife or my girl texts me and says, we got a code red, I could be 15 under par going into the 18th hole. I'm walking off that golf course. Or else uh, there's hell to pay. Like, these PGA Tour players, it, it ain't like that. Like, there's, there's, yeah. Anyway, keep wife's, going. wife's there for moral support. She's not going to pull him out of the game too early. I right. right. I might. I might. I might have finished a couple times. Uh, finished those rounds, and maybe that's where I feel in my life. But uh, at least Bucky's. <laughs> at least Bucky's was there uh, to cater if things went overtime. Right. So. Yeah. Scotty's Scotty's wedding and Bucky's would have been there to cater, but Sam got the the benefit of the breakfast, so I guess the evening burrito. What did he have Bucky's. under his arm? It looks like he hit Radio Shack on the way out of the airport. Like what? that's what no, I, I asked him. Was, I'm like, did you buy did you buy a bunch of ear pods or something? Yeah. Like, what did you buy? What is that? Yeah, I couldn't figure that out. Knock off well, Apple you, watches from the sketchy dude in the parking lot. <laughs> the way in. Yeah, okay. if, if, you've ever, if, if you've ever been to a Bucky's, though, it's full everything. Yeah, you can, yeah it's you, can, you can do whatever you need to do. So, yeah. Is this the airport ninja's highly recommended uh, dining spot or what? Well, when the airport ninja was a traveling car ninja in his early 20s, uh, Bucky's was just getting started and you looked forward to those on the highway. So, a little Bucky's, bit better. They got they got a nice, like, uh, I went to Bucky's a couple of years ago. They got, like, you know how, like, all those convenience stores have, like, the little pizza sitting out in the little heater? For whatever reason, Bucky's Costco pizza is, like, the best Costco pizza ever. I don't know what they do to it. I don't know if they, like, drop it on the floor or stick it in the toaster. I don't know what they do, but it's stupendous. You got to try it. 
There you go. Anybody stopping by Bucky's? Johnny Wonder for your 10 discount code. <laughs> Love that. Love that. I, w- I got to say, I was, uh, I like the car. The car's a nice touch with the Schwab. I was talking with uh, Kenny Harms today, and uh, he's obviously thrown out the gauntlet here. He wants to race Sam for pink slips, but I think the Challenger's got a little more horsepower than the Fire Chicken, although I kind of like the Firebird a little bit more than the Challenger. So it's kind of a toss up. I, uh, like if I had to pick between the two, I'd pick, I guess it's Kenny's car. Now I would take Kenny's car just cause it's got, it's not such a sports car. It's like a muscle. It's like a, you know, a steroid car. Like the yeah, thing just looks like it runs, run through a wall. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Boys, let's talk us open. Let's, let's move along here. We've, we've touched on the high points from uh, the Charles Schwab. Thanks for the little insight there, Johnny. That's great that you have a personal connection with the winner. Fantastic timing on, on our part. Yeah. Um, way to go. So let's move on to Boston. What are we looking forward to? What's exciting? What can we expect? Give us some insights from that side of the rope. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be a ball buster. And, um, you know, Tulsa was, I think, I think uh, Southern Hills was tougher. I think it, I think the scoring was actually higher than, than most of us thought. I think, you know, you know, the guys in the range and the players, I think eight, nine was like a pretty nice number based on what we saw in the practice rounds. And then obviously the wind came and it got, it got tricky, but Brookline is going to play tough in the practice rounds. There's not going to be like any lay, like a lay down in, 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 in Brookline. And um, you know, the course that they played in the 99 Ryder cup, it's a little longer now. I think they added a little bit of yardage to it. I think they actually uh, cut down some trees and it's a little bit, it's a, it's not as tight, but from what I can gather there, um, they're not going to throw a ton of water on the golf course. The greens are small. Like it's, it's like if you took, it's kind of like if you took a uh, wing foot and other golf course, like Olympic club and like they had a child that's kind of Brookline. Like it's, you know, oh. it's tight in spots and there's, there's, there's weird, um, weird parts of the golf course, especially on the greens that you just literally can't hit it. And um, it's going to be an old school, like smack you in the mouth, U S open. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's going to be one of the tougher ones that we've, we've played in a while. Um, you know, I think anything around even par, a couple under is going to win. Yeah. I, I was going to jump in and say, I thought it was going to be a kind of a mishmash of Marion meets Oakmont sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kind of the quirkiness of Marion and then, you know, sort of, you know, you can hit in spots in Oakmont and get away with it, but then you have to sort of golf your ball in other areas. So. I don't know. That was kind of the mishmash that I was thinking about. But I think yeah, Olympic, it's, it's, it's Olympic and like, wing foot are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I say that because like you know, Oakmont always gets a lot of credit for its you know how fast the greens are and and you know, but wing foot is is tough. The greens are tough, but the greens aren't like unputtable like that they are at Oakmont. And Olympic Club puts a demand on placement, and it takes driver out of your hands quite a bit. Brookline will do the same thing. So it won't play as long on the scorecard, but it's going to demand guys hit a lot of utility woods and three woods. And I mean, you're going to see a lot more of that because the drivers, there's a lot of runoffs for the driver, especially as far as these guys are hitting. So it's the first U S open golf course they've played that I can remember from what I know of the golf course, what I've studied um, that legit takes distance, you know, for the long hitters, like, no, you literally can't carry this. You can't hit it over here. Like you can't hit driver, dude, you hit two iron. 
um, where Wingfoot sort of teased you. It's like, you might be able to sneak driver down here. Like that's where, you know, what Bryce did. Brookland doesn't have any of that. It's like, you're either hitting two iron or you're, 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 you're roping driver. Um, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. I mean, on our staff, no disrespect to Taylor, but we got, you know, Sam, John, Rom, Xander Shopley. I mean, um, guys like Taylor Gooch. I mean, it's a ball strikers, you know, it's not going to be a putting contest. It's going to be a ball striking contest. And I, in my opinion, we have, if there's 15 ball strikers, the top 15 ball strikers on tour, I think we got four or five of them on our staff. Um, and you know, the top three of top, our top three guys are, you know, right in the top five, if you ask me, that'd be Rom, Rom Xander and uh, Burns. What are the green complexes like out there? There, this isn't a really old country club. One of the U S oldest country clubs. I would imagine the green complexes are pretty flat. Or are they kind of undulating? They're not going to be Pete Dyeish where it's all fall offs, but no, they're, they're, they're not very big. Um, that's where I bring in Olympic Olympic has very small greens. Um, but you know, the, I always base everything off of the, you know, the old Ryder cup video that I watched. I actually went back and watched like the highlights of the 99 Ryder cup and the greens aren't big. There's, there is some undulation to them. There is some weird ones on the front side. There's a couple of greens on some of the shorter holes that are like, if you don't hit it in the right spot, you're going to be 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but I think what the players will like about it, is it's like kind of all out and I hate to use this analogy it's kind of all out in front of you like you know where you don't want to hit it isn't hiding from you it's right in front of you like it's pretty obvious what you do need to do what you don't need to do where it gets complicated at Brookline from what I can see and Southern Hills was kind of like this as well is wherever the pin is that section is the green the rest of the green's out of play so it's not like if the pin's back right you can kind of dump it in the front of the green and be okay if you dump it in the front of the green you got nothing Brookline sort of is sort of like that um so uh yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun i can't wait i can't wait to watch this one you know and i think you hit it right it's a very quadrant based golf course right so you've got to know where you can go where your runouts are where you're going to put it i would say the safest bet park c or djb would that uh odyssey will win the putter count for the 42nd major in a row would probably be my safest bet right there so yep. you know a little shout out to luke and sean as they're uh, doing a great job as well so former <laughs> guest of the show i would think well, it's actually it's it's actually sean's it's actually i have to say this i love sean and luke i just texted with them like 10 minutes ago it's joe toulon you want to know the secret sauce why yes. we win so many counts yes. it's joe toulon yeah. and both of those guys great. will say that exactly too they will both say that as well sean's just going to take credit a little bit more than he needs to but that's why sean sean yeah He'll take twelve percent when he's probably the only thing. <laughs> but like, but but um, but Joe Toulon, um, not to pivot off of the U.S. Open, but like I just gotta give a shout out to this guy. Like I watch him every week. Uh, he takes everything personally. Like he wants to win the counts, but you know he he's like personally and emotionally invested in every single putter he puts out there is thought out. It's not like well we have this one and this one and this one. Like he's writing down notes and he's you know, he might not see a player for four weeks. And in that four weeks, he's coming up with ideas and write shit down. And like, he's just figuring it out. And then he shows up. And I mean, he's like, the kid is just like, he's, he's all in, he's all in on the two on Odyssey, you know, putter thing. Uh, and it's really fun to watch. And he's got a lot of passion for it. Yeah. Uh, I've heard really good things about their putters personally. Um, so. Why don't you uh, buy one? Yeah. <laughs> We we don't buy we just get things for him, Johnny. He he's got it. It's it's the right length with the grip. So whatever he wants, he's got it. It just it doesn't come in the promotional pack from a sponsorship. 
<laughs> it, it's rooted through Southern California and then shipped yeah. out into the world. Amazing yeah, what we lead like... tape. It's amazing what lead tape does to a putter. <laughs> oh my God! Please don't tell me lead tape all over that brand. Well, Unre- yeah. Unreleased putter. That's hilarious. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you want to play with, you know, if you're happy with what you got and you like where your game's at, then keep doing what you're doing. But if you want to get better, then you know, find me on Instagram and I'll dial you in. Yeah, I, I didn't know if anybody watched the end of the NCAA's, but uh, there was a gentleman who had some pretty, pretty short putts to get up on both of them, and a certain insects type spider just did not do well under pressure. Oh, that killed. That was tough to watch there. I tell you what, though, did you watch? So I'm a huge Chris Goddard fan, huge Chris Goddard fan. Like he's old school baller. Like he can play that sergeant kid, though. I think Ooh. it was on the, the 18th tee. Yeah. Goddard pounded one 188 ball speed. I'm like, well, like, like, like he's amped up for that one. And this sergeant kid from Vanderbilt gets up there and hits it like 25 by him. It's got 140 That's, in to make three. God. That's insane. He made it, he hit it like so if far, I'm, he hit it down into the, into the cut. Like he was in the rough and controlled the wedge from 140. Yeah. And he's like, if a, I'm humming, if I'm humming, I'm 160. If I'm yeah. humming 160, 165, like I am humming. This kid's, that means that, that means that that kid's hitting it 60 yards by me. And it, it was <laughs> funny too. That bothers me. It was like a prize fight. Cootie gets up there and he hits it in the bunker. He still nuts it. And then all, all of their tracks, you know, it's like they got away from him so fast. It's like, and again, we talk all the time because I've got USC rolling hills. People just don't understand how hard these kids hit it and how well they play. But um, I don't know. Greyhawk was actually rather surprising today to kind of just pivot to another place. That golf course played in the wind blue. That son of a bitch played hard. It was, it was tough to watch some of these teams play. They couldn't get it around the way they wanted to, but, the, the game of golf has got an incredible future with the teams that are in there, you know, and it, it's, it was fun to watch, but wow, it was really something to see those guys hit those tee balls on 18. So Johnny, you know, do you yeah. think, Oh God, no. Keep, keep well, I, I was going to say, so I'm out at the U S women's open right now. Right. So I'm covering that. I'm at Memorial at the pine needles and um, I'm a big advocate for normal players watching the ladies and the champions tour players. Cause that's more normal life. Like if you're going to build a, bag don't look at sam burns look at bernhard longer around a Sorn. like look look over there because that's more efficient and closer to what normal people do but i'm watching this rose Zhang and gino fitical and you know yuka sasso and not only they all hit it far enough but the the level of efficiency that these girls play with is just frightening like the way that they practice their short games the way that they put it um, like this Rose Zhang girl that won everything in college. I mean, she won like every award, like in the same week. And it was her birthday last week on top of that. So she had hashtag best week ever, but watching her practice when that thing hits the road for the LPGA, she's going to get to number one faster than she can blink. Like she's that good. And everybody knows it. I mean, she's, and she's a SoCal girl. She's freaky good. Um, and, uh, but my point is this. At that level, these girls play a lot around the golf course, right? They play, they play chess. PGA Tour is turned into like they play over the golf course. You know, it's like checkers. It's just constant like body slams and WWF. It's like top turnbuckle, top turnbuckle. That's all it is. Um, where on these girls, it's fun to watch because they're actually playing the golf course as it's designed. You know, they're hitting around the dog legs and 
it's you know it's it's a nice shot uh it's a nice shot of reality to watch the ladies play so i'm having a lot of fun um watching this but the future of of men's golf and women's golf unfortunately is going like this it's separating because the guys are getting longer and longer and longer the girls are getting better and better but there's there's going to be a big cavern of distance between the two of them um and i hope that people realize that that's the hitting it far isn't necessarily the whole show um yeah so hopefully and, and the ladies you're right because like we've got amari avery who just played one half of the year and still made mm-hmm. first team and so you've got rose who's around a lot and obviously ann walker who I knew a lot from the quarry, but I'm heading to Pinehurst tomorrow morning. So I'll be out there. I'm going, I'm going to the actual, uh, to the resort with some of the big loud guys, but it's interesting because I was watching a little prep and we had a couple that were prepping for there at our place for a little bit of similarities with the sand and some of the play. And I, I think the word that you said best was efficiency because it almost stuns me how the club doesn't necessarily look like it's moving. It doesn't look like it's getting positionally stronger and the ball comes off with this unbelievable repetition every single time. Right. So they just, they're so dialed. I played, I mean, and I saw, I played with one of them, what would have been last week and she shot 67. Like it was just kind of simple. Didn't really chip it that well. And it, it really has become this kind of, I think chess is a perfect analogy they really do kind of sort themselves around, right? They've got these little golf courses, whether you put them in threes or sixes, and they just get around in these numbers. And then when they're done, you know, here they are shooting rather efficient 66s. And it's like, it didn't ever look like it was going to go anywhere other than where it went. No. And I, you know, I was, I was uh, on the range with Madeline Seggs from today and, and, you know, she hits it hard and Yuka Sasso hits it hard. And then we're talking, when I say hard on the LPGA Tour, I'm talking mid-150s, high-150s. Like That's humming on the LPGA Tour. That's like the equivalent of, the equivalent of Sargent and Goddard up on the 18th tee in this playoff, at 188, 190. And that's what 150 ball speed is on the LPGA compared to what the guys do. And um, so what my hope is, is that as these girls get better, the scores just get lower and lower and lower. I like what I'd like to see is somebody like Rose Zhang when she's 23, like finish the year with like a 66 scoring average, something goofball that, that draws all the eyeballs back to, uh, to the quality of play. Um, because it's just, it's staggering to watch how good these girls are. I'm just speechless watching them. Were you up at shadow Creek at all for the uh, bank of hope? No, I was with my kids. Uh, I got back from, uh, where was that last week as a colonial, so I came back. Uh, so like after the PGA, it was a little wild. So I left the PGA on Wednesday night, went home, saw my kids, kissed the girl, hopped on a plane, flew back to Tulsa on Sunday for Taylor Gooch's foundation event, yep. was with them all Monday, and then drove to Colonial for basically a day and a half, and then flew back to Toronto, and then hopped on a plane Sunday morning and flew over to, where am I now? North Carolina. Isn't the customs at Pearson amazing right now? And Pearson's just firing on no levels always. <laughs> it's just the word. Luckily, I have that that nexus that nexus thing. I don't have to, you know. I I, I can kind of, you know, meander around the lines and stuff. But uh, Pearson's just a uh, Pearson Terminal One is the bane of my existence. Terminal uh, Pearson Terminal Three is on fire. Like Ter- Terminal never Three, never seen a line. Hell. The Terminal Three. I no, but it, it, I thought Terminal Three was hell. But Terminal Three for me, when I leave early in the morning, it's like walk, you know, Uber to the airport, high five the guy at the security thing, high five the, the customs guy. I'm like, see, ya, good to see you again. I'm at my gate in 
40 minutes from Scarborough to the, you know, the Air, 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 American Airlines gate. It's unbelievable. Terminal one, I want to kill myself. Can't stand it. Uh, as someone that's Nexus card expired in COVID and cannot get it renewed, I'm very jealous of everything <laughs> you're going through right now. But anyways, moving on. Pearson Airport. Yeah. There yeah, COVID, having the having the nexus now during this time is like having the Castlevania codes, like the up, up, down, down, left, right, A, B on Nintendo. It's kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah, but. you just go from first level to, to the 90th level. Anyway, I digress. That's amazing. So uh, we've kind of we kind of jumped away from U.S. Open, but we've talked about the golf course itself, but maybe let's talk about some players to keep eyes on. Obviously Scheffler's up there. Cam Smith's been playing well. Um, who else do we keep an eyes on? Maybe not just Callaway team, but obviously the Callaway guys are important too. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to, like you said too, I mean, uh, Cam Smith's a killer. Um, he's one of the few guys out there or if he's up near the leaderboard, he's like, I thought for sure he was going to win the masters for sure until scotty chipped in on three then it got all weird but um after the first couple of holes but cam smith is always a threat jt's playing really really good right now um you know obviously i got our guys Ram and xander they're always you know i i, I think sam burns is going to win i think it's going to be his first major it's just what, what i how i feel but um you can't take your eyes off of like will, will like uh, brookline's a great golf course for wills al torres um who is the other person? Vic Hovland could be really good at because uh, you don't have to put the teeth out of it at Brookline. He could be really, really good at Brookline. Um, was a kid from who Dallas. Who's the other person we do pretty well though. Kid from Dallas. Is there any professional golfers from Dallas, Texas? It's about a hundred of them. What one are you talking about? T seven. Lee Trevino. Lee Trevino. Crick, cricket ambassador though. Let's what? let's talk a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Lee, you know he's doing cricket. That's yeah. crazy. Slumming it. Um, who, who are we thinking? <laughs> Better than top flight. Better than top I guess flight. so. Who are we thinking? Jay Spieth. I think he could do pretty well at Brooklyn. Brooklyn potentially. But he just doesn't know. like. I, I love. I love Jordan Spieth. I love Jordan Spieth. When he's playing well, it's, it's really good for the game. It's a shot of adrenaline for the game. So a Jordan Spieth, you know, successful Jordan Spieth is good for business. It's good for all of us, and he's a good kid. But he made a couple of swings at Colonial. He just is still to me, and my buddy Nico and I were talking about this the other day. Um, he looks lost to me still. Like it, it's like he's trying to still trying to catch lightning in a bottle. And I in Brookline is one of those golf courses where if you're not feeling it, like if you're not, you know, stepping up to it and whacking it without any thoughts, good luck to you. And to me, it's, he's still like in the process. Um, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I just, he doesn't look quite a hundred percent comfortable to me yet. So Paul Logan, shout out to Paul Logan. So there, there's the advice he needs going into the U S <laughs> open versus the advice he got at the masters. So there you go. You're just in favor. Exactly. There you go. Johnny, Johnny, I got two names for you. What about Patrick Cantlay? And I'm thinking Stuart Sink. I'm going to throw out one of DJ B's. Oh, I, I love the Stuart. Like Stuart Sink's a, he's a baller. Um, yes. <laughs> 
Stuart Sink's a baller. Like Stuart Sink can still win a, a big a big one. Like he's like he's got the ball speed for it. He does all the he does all the things to win a tournament. Like he still has it all. And him and his son are a really sharp little team. Um, Patrick Cantlay is world class elite. For me, he needs to get into the hunt in another major for me to say like Patrick Cantlay can win. Like I need to see him top ten, like solid top ten or top five somewhere on a tough golf course for me to be like, okay. Cause he had that one mat one tiger one. He was in the hunt, fell apart, which every, the whole world did. But um, I need to see it. I need to see what he did against Bryson last year, the tail end of last year, when he just couldn't be stopped. I need to see that, that in a major for him to be like, okay, like he's dangerous in majors too, but his time will come. I just don't, I don't see it yet. Could be wrong. I like that. It's good. There's some good insights. Appreciate that. Uh, I love the insights of Stuart Singh, personally. <laughs> I think that is that's a, the good. Derek's just Derek came top ten, comments. top fifteen, maybe. I'm sure. Like he's just no, continually. I, he may be my horse again. I may have to pick he him gets, early. Stuart Singh gets mad respect out on tour. Like the players still, like they, he gets crazy respect. Like it's not like oh, there's Stu again. It's like oh shit, he's here. Like he's. He's a threat. He's still a threat. He's like 100 years old. He's still a threat. He can still hit it. So, so there you go. Uh, a, a, a little yeah. back, a little backstory, Johnny. Um, our resident Toronto genius, I guess there's two of them now, um, decided <laughs> to pick Stewart as his pick to win Augusta. So then oh. our Vancouver friend decided that Jay Day would be a great pick to win at Southern Hills. So oh, my wow. eye rolling is the simple fact that with all of the people we can pick, we're a golf podcast trending towards other things and this is the best those two can come up with so my eye rolling is essentially that oh so that wasn't like your dark horse pick that was <laughs> no like no that was up pick. Thing, you know? yeah. Yeah, let's, let's qualify just got beat on so I hold said, on okay, here you go. I, I picked my players in 15 day windows if they win the first week or the second week i just kind of roll with it so Stuart, you know who knows where he falls in, in the next two weeks but <laughs> I can tell you Paul Logan's $1,000 bet on JS Dallas didn't work. Uh, didn't work so well. So, so like anyway. you're, you're kind of, you're kind of feeling your way through this whole thing. Like you're not looking at any stats or anything. You're just kind of like, I got a feeling and I'm going to write it. Like I, I'm just, I'm going to die on this Hill. Good for you. This is driving down the highway with the lights off and a blindfold on <laughs> in the middle of the night, yes. hoping not to hit anything. Men, listen up. These are my balls. See how they glisten in the light? Your balls can be like these, but you got to use the right tools for the job. This? No. Introducing the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, the only tool with the performance and precision you need. I guess I have let my bottom half go. This trimmer features skin-safe technology to help reduce the risk of nicking cuts when it comes to trimming privates. It's cordless and waterproof, making it very convenient for shower use. You can even drop it in your pint. You wouldn't want to drink it, though. It's got pubes in it. Let's try to keep it classic, okay? The Lawnmower 4.0 also comes with adjustable trimming guard sizes for customizable trim. It's got an LED light, so you can always see what you're doing. Lights, please! With a powerful 7,000 RPM motor, it can trim through even the biggest forest. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. It's over 4 million balls. If you care about your downstairs, it's time to get the Lawnmower 4.0. Did you just shave your balls and be whole? 
smooth. Get your privates ready for action. Order your lawnmower 4.0 today at manscaped.com. DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports mirrors season-long fantasy sport, but condenses it into shorter, sweat-inducing formats. Heart-throttling contests range from a day-to-day or a week-to-week, depending on the sport. Competitors draft a player roster, and those athletes earn points based on their in-game performance. Sweat the sweat each and every play. Test your skills and knowledge. Throw down your bragging rights. Friends, family, foes, or other fans nationally, let the victory chase for you a change. Check out DraftKings.com and use 4JACK as your promotional code for a little extra kicker. Let's get back to the show. By the way, I haven't played Rolling. I, I played Rolling Hills 20 years ago. <laughs> that's a that's Shane, a good that's a that's you know a good anything golf about this golf course, Derek? Please maybe uh, give Johnny a little insight. Yeah, so so we uh, we we blew that one up, and we we purchased the gravel pit, uh, eighty acres, just to the adjacent lot. And David McClay Kid came in and and built an amazing private golf course facility that has everything to offer in LA. So really lucky to change it. And and obviously Callaway's been a big part of it. Our academy's wrapped in Callaway. I'm one of their master staffers, and nice. we've we've annihilated the world, and we've continued to keep the mantle as by far the highest selling private club with Callaway in this part of the world. So. Very, very happy about all of that. And, uh, but yeah, it's a special place if you ever get to LA. Uh, I, uh, last time I was in LA was for the uh, Genesis and I was there for a day. I, I got to tell this story because this is, I lived in LA for a long time. So I'm okay saying a bad thing about LA. <laughs> love, I have a love hate relationship with it, but I pull, I'm saying to my buddy, he lives up on uh, Beachwood, like up in the hills of Beachwood. So not, not like by Franklin, like up. Uh, not by what's the what's the street that the birds is on the Scientology Center is on? Is that Franklin? Uh, just north of there. Okay, so it's that street that that passes the Scientology Celebrity Center, whatever street that is. So he lives like five, six streets up the hill. So I got my rental car and I got my golf clubs. I have my totally tuned up set of golf clubs in my trunk, brand two brand new pairs of Jordans, whatever. So I'm staying at his house during Genesis. And on Monday night, I parked my car and he's got one of those total LA, you know, Hollywood Hills houses where the, it's got a gate, but there's like the garage is here and the gates here is just enough for him to fit one car. But then the gate comes in like right behind the car. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to leave my golf clubs in here. I mean, you know, nothing to see here. It should be fine. And I must've not locked my car. I'm an idiot. I'll, 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 I'll say it. Just a shot. I didn't lock my car, but I go out the next morning and two pairs of Jordans, three pairs of Quaders like six dozen golf balls in my golf club are gone, just gone. So that was the last time I was in LA. So I'm like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm going to come here uh, for a while. Yeah. And and that is Franklin, but you know, the key to LA is, is two words South Bay. So it just, it changes because you don't touch interstates. You don't, you don't go on big things. You stay within your community, you travel and you want, I, I'm so blessed in this part of the world that I don't have to get the grind of being on Franklin or, you know, having to take 405 to the 101 and all of that. So I'm really lucky where we are. It feels like North County, San Diego, where I live. Yeah, I was at, I was at Toluca. I lived in Toluca Lake and I yeah. loved it. Yeah. So anyway, well, moving on. Johnny, does that mean Casey Hope's not, get, not getting a new driver this year or what? <laughs> and why, why, the, why the draw face? Explain why the draw face for Casey. Okay, so this is this – is, okay, so – like Taylor made makes a draw head. Everybody's made a draw head over the years, right? And it's like the anti-slice driver. I don't know what we did to our max D head this year, but it's a it's a it's just a draw machine. So like if you're a player like Casey, 
Casey wasn't fighting a draw. He was just wanting, he, he wasn't fighting a slice. He was just looking for something that he could hit the same shot with over and over and over again. I was like, dude, you got to try this, this max D. Cause I swing into out, you know, quite a bit. And I'm always looking for that driver that starts right and just kind of falls left, not hooks, but just kind of falls to the left. So we're at this, this content shoot. And I had, uh, like in Pro Tour, you can kind of go like, you know, we have this big department called Pro Tour. And it's like, can you build me a Max D like with this? I just want to try it. Like maybe a nine degree head open to eight or whatever. And I'm like, I just want to see what it does. So I'm out there in between video shoots and I start hitting this driver and I'm hitting the same shot over and over and over and over again. It's these little soft draws. And I'm like, this thing's like fucking amazing. So I go out and play at Indian Ridge, my dad's club. And, you know, I'm always good for seven or eight fairways, but that day I hit like 13 or 14 fairways. Everything's right on the middle of the club face. I'm like, this thing's amazing. So Casey texts me like he does, like, oh, I'm looking at this driver and I'll try this and this and that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you just try this Max D head. And I literally just sent him my driver because I had played it for a little while and I had another one. I had two of them. So I'm like, I'm going to send you the one I haven't touched. So I just threw it in a box and sent it to him. And uh, thinking like it may like 50, 50 shot. It may work for the guy. And he texts me like three days later. He's like, this is the greatest driver ever had in my life. And so he's all gung ho on the max D. So I, I was a hero to Casey. Um, and he's a good guy to be a hero too. Cause he's got all the good, uh, he's got all the good pants over there. So I, uh, I like to grease those wheels. If I can. Yeah. Nothing but good things to say about you. And he was, uh, he's absolutely in love with this club. So he's, he was raving about it, so it but we figured it was a little more like, you you pulled your gamer out of the bag, you know what I mean, and, and handed him the torch kind of thing. But you had a you had a backup one, so that was good. Very nice of you. Yeah, I was like nobody got nobody got hurt in that scenario. I didn't get hurt. He he's he's a big winner, so everybody's fine. And I got a couple pairs of G four pants out of the deal, so I'm happy. Love it. Yeah, we're waiting for a little yeah. uh, courtesy shipment for the for the podcast. So that's very generous of him. He's he's such a good dude, just an amazing human being. He's, he's very. I don't know, selfless, but like his humility is just insane for the sort of his path. You know what I mean? It's not to like turn this well, into yeah. a Casey pod, but no, yeah. but that, that it's a, it's a cool company. Like I've gotten to know Moss pretty well and he went through his tough times, but their whole, their whole like upper echelon of the G4 staff, which is Casey, Victoria Samuels. Um, Moss has this girl and I, she's married to one of my buddies and I cannot remember her name, beautiful girl, but she's been Moss's like right-hand girl for like 20 years. And, um, they're a very loyal, tight knit, small group, like, and they bust ass and they're, I mean, they're all like that. They're all like Casey. They're all like ridiculously humble, ridiculously cool, generous. And if you meet Moss or spend enough time with him, like he's game for it all. Like if you meet him, like once you're in his world, he's stoked to have you there. Like, and he'll make sure that you leave like 2% better than you walked in. Um, and I understand why Casey doesn't, you know, doesn't like, uh, I understand why he hasn't left. I understand why everybody stays with Moss because, you know, regardless of what you read in the press about Mossimo, like if you're in his world, man, he'll, he'll kill people for you. He'll die for you. Like he's, he's that guy. Um, and I've experienced like, he's just an unbelievable guy. Um, so I'll probably get canceled for saying that, but whatever. No, you know, you know, you will kiss. You know, we said it last. We like when we had Case in the pod, and Moss was like that when I was at the quarry twenty years ago, and you know, I spent fifteen years of my life at the quarry, and so that was exactly who he is and how he is, and so we all know that exploitation of certain people for certain things is is what the world revolves around right now. So I don't think that that at all. I think Case did a very great job of explaining where Moss's vision was and 
you know, I think he gave a lot of credit to Scott Mahoney and Todd Martin who have really allowed those guys to do what they do. So I, I'm all in on that one. And I think you're a hundred percent right on that journey. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big and, fan. And the, and the female that you were speaking about was Nicole. Uh, was Nicole. Yes. Nicole yes. Castro Giovanni, I believe it. it is, she's so. married. She's married to my buddy, Bradshaw, um, who's a USC kid. And we call him uh, Charlie Shaw for like Chuck Shaw wine from Trader Joe's, but that's, that's her <laughs> husband. So she married Chuck Shaw. Anyway, small yep. world, man, small world, Johnny and Spinner, obviously an absolute pleasure having you on, but I'm going to pose one question to you before we let you off the hook tonight. I need four players. I need four picks for the U S open. Who you got? Sam Burns, number one. He's, a, he's in a heart. He's man, I got to follow it up with Rom, and that's going to be the end of the Callaway guys. I was going to say. So I'm going to go Burns and Rom because I like legit think one of those guys could win. Um, I really, really, really like where JT's games. JT's scrappy right now. So um, and this putter that he's got that Drew Page uh, built for him, Titleist. Uh, he seems to be really comfortable. He's rolling the ball really well. So uh, wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to back like he's. He's looking really good. And then my sleeper, my sleeper pick, uh, like just in a, in a weird way, I think Rory McIlroy, believe it or not, he's just, guy comes out of the woodwork in the weirdest spots ever. Like he just shows up and like all of a sudden does something great. And I think, I think he potentially could win his first one in, in eight years uh, at Brookline. He's just, he's still got it all. He just, you know, when you watch him practice, he still has all the Rory things. It's just, you know, whether or not it shows up all at the same time for 72 holes. So that, those are my picks. Well, I, I'm going to shout out. I need to know who's going to win the Canadian Open because we're kind of skipping over a week, and uh, I just want to know who's going to win the Canadian Open. <laughs> well, we'll find out who shows up first because you know, some of these guys aren't back. So whether or not Canada lets them in is the, which is the just the most. Re- can I can I say something? Yes. Okay. Please. Say <laughs> George's is one of the best before golf he- clubs in North America. Just say that first. Yeah, St. George's, George's is great. Like Canada, t- Toronto, Canada golf is superb. Okay, so there's two things I got to say. One, I don't understand <laughs> why I have to test to get in the United States. And the moment you get on an American Airlines flight, the pilot goes, okay, you're an American. You're an American now. You can take your mask off. That's the pilot says in Toronto, okay? But he still has to test to go into the United States. And then coming back into Canada, I don't have to test, but I have to wear a mask on the plane. The whole thing just sounds crazy to me. It's like two plus two equals cat. I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. Like, let's just move on. This is my last six weeks on the podcast. So second thing I need to say, and this is to all the Canadian officials that run the Canadian Open. The amount of good golf courses that Canada has and the passion that these people have for the game of golf. Besides hockey, besides hockey, it's golf. From what I've experienced, they are gung-ho golf people in Canada. Why not make your championship a true national championship? No RBC sponsors, no corporate, whatever. It's the Canadian Open. We're going to have it at the Ball Buster Golf Courses every year. You show up here. This is a national open. They will get they will get a draw. Find a good week for it to be, and it doesn't have to be a major, but it's got to be a, a tournament that every elite player has to win to complete a career. It's like the Players Championship. Yeah, I won these majors, but I didn't win the players. Canadian Open has the ability, if the country gets behind that golf tournament, somehow the national 
organization gets behind it with some dough, they can make that into an elite golf tournament once again. And I think the people of Canada would, I think they're begging for it because right now the RBC is like, oh, okay, like we're going to go watch it because it's here. But if all of a sudden Rom and Dustin Johnson and Rory Macron, these guys are consistently showing up, trying, working their asses off to win that golf tournament. And it's a ball buster golf course. Canadian golf will be exactly where it needs to be, which is just a couple of ticks below United States golf. People will be like, like we are, we're right here. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Bunker. It it needs to get away from Glen Abbey. That needs to be a great real estate development. It needs to get out of Toronto. No, it's going to it needs to stay in the GTA, but there's golf clubs like London. No, see, right there is the problem. Right, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. That is why it dies right there. So, where does it go, in your opinion? It, Royal well, Montreal. Royal, Royal, Royal Montreal, Montreal confuses. Like, eh, yeah, no. They kick the crap out of those guys. Like Royal, Lee Jansen won at Royal Montreal like minus three. If you can play something at Chambers Bay, you can play something anywhere. Okay, and so just understand there are other things, but the myopic nature as an American on a Canadian podcast is what you just said is why it doesn't work. You have to take it to Vancouver. You have to go west. You have to go to east. Find a way to make something happen at Cabot. Figure it out. Build a golf course for them. Keep doing it. If I'm the live, I go right to Canada and I go right to China and I make those two my number two events open and I put a lot of money in a lot of places and I move forward. But as long as it stays central to Toronto or one very specific part of that, it's, it's it, it no needs different. To be a, but it needs to be at one golf course. And I think where players have complained is Glen Abbey is great as Glen Abbey. Glen Abbey is just trash. Trash. So <laughs> trash. the practice facility is odd. The golf course is weird. Like it's like three or four different golf clubs mashed up into one. The reality is it needs to stay at one golf course. And no doubt St. George's is one of the best golf clubs in the whole world. Um, but there's yeah, but, no driving range. The infrastructure doesn't work. Why would, they want, it? Does, Why yeah. would they want it every year? There, there's no win in that. That's just that's that's a that's a short-sighted thought process. But the whole there, the whole point to a, the whole point to a national championship is to show off that country's cult, golf culture. 100%. That's the whole point. So so you're telling me, I don't know, just the world's telling me. Canada has got a lot of dough. Canada as a country has a shitload of money, right? There's a lot of golf people with a lot of money in Canada. You're telling me that they can't rally the troops and go, guys, in the next 10 years, by 2032, the Canadian Open will be the pillar, right under a tick under U.S. Open of North American golf. Like, you have to win this golf tournament. We're playing in elite golf courses. We're going to build places. We're going to restructure some of these old classic golf courses. And we're going to have a rotation of the 10 best golf courses in Canada. And everybody's going to flock to come play in this thing. And right now, when people look at Canadian golf, like right now, the biggest thing going in Canada golf right now, in my opinion, is TXG. Like that's the biggest thing going in Canada, right? That's the, that's the, that's the literally the needle of, of like serious golf is their YouTube channel, in my opinion. So <laughs> it's not too far off, man. Honestly, that's pretty sad. Um, it's true. Uh, I, I watch it all. The Ian Frazier is my best friend in Toronto. I, I, that's that they, they are the needle in, in, in Canadian golf right now. And we, we need to get watching, Ian on this podcast, actually. Yeah, oh, I could, I could, I could set. I'm playing golf with them on Thursday. I'll tell him. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get KBS shafts right now, though. But um, anyways, now I, I don't disagree that 
I, I have a ton of opinions. I think where the players have always complained is the fact that there is not the same golf course that kind of goes, you know, they have to prep for a new golf course and they move it around to so many different golf courses. I think going east or west, I'm not suggesting, for all I care, it could be in Winnipeg at St. Charles. It could be, there's a bunch of good golf courses in Calgary that, that work. I'm not saying it needs to be in Toronto. I, I'm actually saying it should be at somewhere like London Hunt and, uh, you know, in London, or there's a ton of great golf courses, Cherry Hills down in Niagara Falls, Fort Erie, um, Essex down in London area, or sorry, Windsor area. Like there's enough good golf courses that they could find two or three that the players could go and play and go, wow, what a golf course. But like the whole infrastructure with St. George's right now, going to Islington, driving up the road, you know, it, it, it's great that it's going on St. George's, great golf course, but, you know, the infrastructure and everything that has to happen to make this all work just doesn't work, so. But it, but it, but people will make it work. The reason why Pebble Beach and Wingfoot and Oakmont are iconic is because they play major championships there. So, trust me, if they spread it around for the, they pick the 10 golf courses they're going to do it over time. I and mean, we're talking about, like, my kids watching golf when they're 30, 35. They'll want to know, like, Canadian golf, like, uh, you know, what's that one that the, the golf course is right above uh, London, Ontario. It's really private. Red tail. Uh, Red tail. Red tail. For example, just as an arbitrary example, Red tail is an iconic golf course, North American golf course, because they played a national championship there. Remember this, remember that, remember this, that all happened there. You can't create memories if you don't do jack shit. So it's going to take a while, but somebody now has to say, we're not doing this anymore. We need the Canadian open to look way different. And it's not going to happen overnight, but you got to start moving some rocks around. Otherwise it's just going to be like, Oh, the RBC Canadian open, like the thought of the RBC com competing with the live golf tournament. There's like no, no way, like there's no way you're like people are missing the Canadian open. Like, th like that shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing. It's, it's too important of a golf uh, culture and golf country and the people in Canada from what I've seen they love it like they they die for this stuff so give it to them like don't give them RBC at Glen Abbey like come on let's go you're right it is anyway, it, it's very it's very no <laughs> that's a good rant I like that oh uh, no but Royal, Royal Montreal makes sense like all day long but unfortunately the members go well we got a President's Cup we're getting another President's Cup so why would they give up their golf course every year right? Because they're getting that prestige. Like, you know, no doubt it'd be amazing that the players would all flock to Cabot. You know, if you did 200 players, two golf courses, something like that at Cabot, that works, you know, but again, travel destination, it's a little tough to get to, but anyways. Well, so is, so is Kiowa. Kiowa is hard to get to too. Like Kiowa PGA championship at Kiowa, like that's no, that's no cupcake to get into either. That's a, it's a pain in the ass to get to Kiowa Island, but they figured it out a way to get there. I mean, they flocked in 75,000 people on that final day. Like people, people will figure it out. If it's good, people will go. They will go through the depths yeah, of hell if, to get there. If, if we can hold, good. if we can hold your Canadian open at Congaree, we can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, that, that, yeah. well, Miko Garrick uh, thanks us for doing that too right <laughs> totally so for all for all the media that's Garrick listening I, I will surrender my media passes for next week I apologize <laughs> well, I'll, be, I'll be there I'll be there and people are like why are you here I thought you thought we were idiots and I'm like well no I still have a job to do so don't, uh, don't kick me out <laughs> knock the hustle 
Well, boys and girls, we're uh, we're at that magic hour in some change. So, Johnny, as always, it's a super pleasure to have you on. Thanks for making time for us. Love your insights. Love the candor. Love the rants. Always entertaining. <laughs> Can't wait to have you. That's my, on the show my pleasure. Again. That's fantastic. Man. My pleasure. Well, enjoy your travels. Have fun at the Canadian Open, and we look forward to uh, verifying your picks. Going to throw some money down, obviously, with our DraftKings sponsors, uh, and see if we can come out on top. God bless, boys. You guys uh, stay out of trouble, and I'll see you on the road somewhere. All right, man. Take All care. Right. Thanks so much for your time. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. You too. Yeah,